Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. We're back, the fittest podcast in Oakland. This week, we're teaching you about why workouts are different, how workouts are different, and what's the intention behind them, so that you can get the best workout. Because some days, you need to grind it out. Some days, you need to sprint. Some days, you need to pace and move. Other days, you gotta prioritize tasks. Sometimes, you just gotta work for time. All of these things will make sense when you listen to this podcast on how to make Workouts, the right intention for you. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy. All right, take two. Maybe the universe was telling us we were being boring and we should change the subject. That's probably what it was. So we, we are back trying to record again. Don't okay. worry, we only did about five seconds. We just were talking about the roof, so don't worry yes. about it. <laughs> Which is, by the way, not leaking any more. Mm. Or not more than it was. No, it's not leaking more, and it's definitely leaking less. Yes. Yes, so we are just, we're trying to fix the roof, among, all, among other things. Like most of us probably right now are finding interesting ways in which water has now found ways into our homes. <laughs> yeah. With the rains, so the gym is no exception to that. So... If you see a little puddle, just let us know. And it, don't don't give us the puddles of you making sweat angels. <laughs> I, I will take cool pictures for you if you want me to, uh, but I, I don't need to see your sweat angels. That's gross. I'm uncomfortable. Well, that's typical for Robin in the gym, so we're good to go. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move on from our facilities update. Yes. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today? We are talking about different... Types, I'll say different types of conditioning. Not necessarily different types of workouts. Stimuli. Stimuli. Well, you know, stimuli is a good word um, to talk this. Anytime you get to write two I, little eyes in a row, it's a good word, I think. Like Hawaii. Oh. It's the same. Stimuli. The, don't, let's not go down that rabbit hole because I'll be thinking about words <laughs> oh, with no. two eyes for a while. The wheels are turning. Mm-hmm. So this is when if you're, and you should be if you're not, uh, a SugarWad user. That's our app for workout tracking. That's how we publish our workouts to you um, in addition to the email you get um, with all the information around the workout. And one of the things included is the intention of the workout, which is kind of important. And we will tell you, and so you don't need to read any of this if you don't have time or don't want to, we'll tell you in the workout briefing. But for those of you who like to read ahead in your book, um, there's always a stimulus included in the workout. Um, and there's typical, typically four of them, four different ones. And we're just going to go over them, define them for you, and just briefly talk about them. So you're really clear on what these mean. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is like when you call a meeting, you should have an intention and a goal of the meeting. So each class is kind of like a meeting, but a meeting you like going to, not a meeting you dread or a meeting that can be covered in an email. And you can dread it all you want, but you still show up. And it'll be okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, so before we jump into the four, yeah, let's talk the the overarching like two biggest ones. These the, this these are all incorporated <laughs> in them. If my words are making any sense, besides flowery, weird, nonsensical language. Well, it's important to kind of have an idea of what you want to accomplish each day. Mm-hmm. Not just I mean, we know you have a goal, an overreaching goal. We talked about goals. Go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. But each day you might have a different goal, and we might have a different goal for you. And for the most part, every workout, I'll say for 80% of the workouts, they fit in these two categories. Okay. They are, actually, I'll, I'll give you all three. I'm throwing a curveball at Robin. She didn't know this was coming. No, That's great. I love it. Let's go. So the Ribbing. first one is time priority. Yeah. The second one is task priority. Yeah. And the last one is quality or practice. Love it. Priority. Yes. Great. Okay. So examples, examples, time priority means we want you to work for an amount of time. Okay. So this is where you get your AMRAPs and this is where you get your complete as many things as you can do in 10 minutes. This is where I'm going for a half hour run. Yeah. You don't really care how far you run. You care that you ran for a half hour. Yeah. Or, um, I have to spend an hour of quality time with my significant other. That could be a workout for you. Get to. Yes, get to. Yes, yes. Um, Okay, I have to spend an hour at the DMV. How about that? No one gets to do that. You have to do that. How about that one? That's the way I'm going to start phrasing my get to's and my have to's. Katie, I would never compare you to the DMV, just so you know. I'm not comparing her either. I'm not comparing her either. I'm just trying to get you but, in trouble. But if you ask her, she will tell you that she has to go to the DMV soon. So, <laughs> so she's not happy about it. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so time priority. Got it. So we, we set the time, you do the work. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, we're seeing if we can work for that amount of time. Love it. Then there is task priority. Okay. And this is where you got to get the job done. Task. Yeah. You have to complete the things. No matter how long it takes. Yes. This is your to-do list. God, I hate those. You hate to-do lists? I, I hate task priority work. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, really? You That's, hate to-do lists? I should lists? do more of them because, you know, the uh, the, the clock is not going to save you. Yes. You have to do all the things no you matter how long it. it takes you. Exactly. Yeah, they scare me a little more. And I don't hate them. They scare me a little more. Yeah. It, it's And it's funny because people get wrapped around that. But what they don't realize is like, but that means you also don't have to work as long. Like if we made, um, let me pick a, a workout if we made Helen an AMRAP, you know, you you could do Helen in a 15-minute Am- Helen AMRAP. Yeah. You might get a fourth, a fifth round. Yeah. You know, the fitter people in the world. So you instead of being done at nine minutes, now you're done at 15 minutes, which sounds all the more terrible to me. <laughs> That's yeah. another, like, third of the workout. Ugh. And then, uh, like, it, putting a time cap on would kind of meld those two. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Well, and, the, and, the, and remember, the time cap is the, the life preserver when we did not impart instruction well enough on our coaching. Or you made bad choices. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where I, I take the blame. I won't blame you. No, I'll blame myself. Net. It's a safety net. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Because it I, I didn't make your choices for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not meant to be, when we time cap you, we're not meant, it, we're not necessarily meaning for it to be an AMRAP or a time priority workout. But anyway, mm-hmm. so you got your ta- time priority, you got your task priority, and then your third one is for quality. Yeah. And this is just, how do I make things better? It's usually at a conversational pace. It's practicing something. Um, 
imams, imams. not always, but a lot of times are for quality. Um, it's when you don't see a score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's when you don't see a way to score this workout. And so some people that really throws them. Mm -hmm. um, but that's when it means your, your score is how well you uh, progress or you're spending time working on something. So it's great. And it could be you're trying to improve your a skill. It could be you're trying to improve strength. It could be you're trying to improve your conditioning. Um, but you're trying to do it for quality. You're trying to improve something without the score. Taking the score out sometimes allows us to do other things. Mm -hmm. Right? Good. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. So those are the, the types. And then, so I would say those are types of workout. Um, but then in, there's an intent, intention. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were talking earlier uh, about kind of different levels for intention. Like you might have an intention personally for what you want to get out of the gym. For instance, maybe you're like all fired up and, and you're raging about something and you want to take it out on the barbell. and That's your intention that day or whatever. <laughs> you're trying, you want to get after it. Then you might have an intention of, I am feeling so icky today. I just want to move and sweat. Maybe that's your intention. So you come in already with an intention, consciously or unconsciously. Uh, maybe your therapist told you you have to work out three times a week for your mental health and you're checking a box. Like you have an intention. So you come in with that. When we write these workouts, we have an intention. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of have to layer those two um, together to make, to get something out of it. Correct? Yeah. Right. So, and we talk about that red light, yellow light, green light, and communicating with the coach. Like, especially after we brief you uh, or you read about the intention and, it, and it's throwing you off your personal intention, we can make it work for you. So, um, this goes out to you people who read the workout and maybe even the intention and are put off by it and decide to skip it. So, we want you to rethink that. We can work with your personal intention and layer it on top of the intention for the workout. That being said, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. I'll add one more kind of intention uh -huh. in there. Um, the other intention is like if you're if you're chasing something like your performance, you want to improve performance. Like yeah. you, you know, you're like nothing's wrong. It's just like, hey, I I know one client right now has a goal of running an Ironman. Love it. Um, one of my private clients, he has two silly goals that are more long aerobic challenges. So I am giving him one of these intentions each time to improve towards that end goal. So you can use these to support your performance as well in and out of the gym. You know, you have a weight loss mm, goal, mm -hmm. right? You need a different style every day to help that weight loss goal mm -hmm. and, and create adaptation within your body. So like, you, you know, Robin talked kind of more the, the, I'll say fuzzier side. Woo-woo feelings. Woo-woo feeling side. I don't yeah. mean it that way, no, it's but not. I get what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, and oh, and oh, I want to yeah. also remind people like, hey, you can also twist this to the performance side. And, right. and, and the, again, we talk about the goals. So exactly. you might have your own intention. So you have your personal intention. Then there are the actual definitions that we're going to go yeah. over so that you'll read in SugarWad and that we'll talk to you. Sometimes we even write it on the board. Exactly. And then the big thing there is we want you to take our intended stimulus mm -hmm. and twist it to your intention. Yes. Like we're going to talk sprint here in a moment. Yes. 
And we'll get to that example. Yes. But that's what I was saying too. So layering them both on top of each other. So you're bringing yours in. We're going to tell you what it is. We can make it work for you. We can make it work for yep. you. And using the term we used for where your intention is that day. If your intention was just to show up, your sprint might not be very, uh, how do I say, sprinty. Well, let's talk about, let's yes. talk about sprint. We'll <laughs> use that and then we can do that example. Like, exactly. So we're gonna define these words, but then there's, of course, there's many layers to everything. We're gonna try not to go through too many layers, but, um, but sprint is a great one. That's a very simple, I think everyone knows what that means. I will read something really quick. In a sprint stimulus workout, Think of, um, I'm going to give you examples. If you don't know what these are, do not worry about it. Um, but Fran, 21.59 thrusters and pull-ups is meant to be, the intention is it for it to be a sprint. These workouts are typically done in two to eight minutes, right? So 30 seconds even, sprint, right? These are shorter durations because we want you to keep up that high level, right? Um, and at about 90% intensity, the entire time you're working. We are quite literally outrunning the workout, right? So we're trying to get ahead of it. There is very minimal, if any, rest time throughout the work time. This is a full send, mm -hmm. right? If you don't know what that means, ask a young person. So sprint, 90% intensity, the whole time you're working, um, no rest, uh, full send, Fran. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the intention. And then you were going to say, what does a sprint mean to you today? Yeah. Um, so the way I look at that is going faster than I feel comfortable today. Yeah. So that could be a lot of different levels. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and so I love Fran and I use this to actually show how we modify in intros. Mm -hmm. Because everybody remembers their first, this is literally intro number four for mm -hmm. everyone, by the way. Um, everybody remembers their fourth workout. It's not their best. You, you, just think back to your fourth workout ever in your life. Not your best work. If it was, we have some conversations to have. <laughs> um, but I show them how this is what Fran is. And then this is what we should feel or do with it. And how 95% of the people I'm working with at that point in time could not do that. Right. So we're talking about the prescribed uh, Fran versus yep. um, how you would modify it to make it a sprint for you. Exactly. But say it's a sprint for you that day. Mm -hmm. Adjust to where your 90% is. Mm -hmm. Like my 90% on four hours of sleep is very different than my 90% on eight hours of mm -hmm. sleep. And maybe that's, hey, you know, coach, I'm going to do this all breathing smoothly and however far I get in four minutes is I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's it. Or, Hey coach, instead of doing thrusters, because they're just boggling my head today and I'm liking the pull-ups or I've got this really nice band to sit pull it. I'm going to grab the bike and I'll do a set of pull-ups. I'm going to follow so-and-so. They're going to do a set of pull-ups. I'll do a set of pull-ups with them. And then I'm going to ride hard. However you define that on mm -hmm. the bike. Mm-hmm. And you feel a sprinty with it. Mm -hmm. You feel uncomfortable. You feel like you can't go any faster. And that doesn't mean like you don't have to like when we look for sprints, we usually look to see you laid out on the floor. But you don't have to in that day. Mm -hmm. You can still do a sprint and not be laid out. Um, the best example of this I've actually seen is with track athletes. Um, and them running 200s or 100s 
at a hard clip, but they're not laid out afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to see. That 90%. The other one I'll tell you, and I'm going to pull Fran aside for a moment. We do a lot of four or five minutes of work, four or five minutes of rest. We are going to do that when we're done here. Yes. <laughs> what, what always annoys me when I'm coaching those is the people who don't stay moving in that four minutes of work. Like they'll literally go over and get water in that four minutes of work. Or conversely, what makes you happy is when you see people working yes. so hard that when you say rest, they actually have to lay down yes. <laughs> or sit down yeah. or take a walk about. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's again, the intention. And it's okay. And again, it's all of this is acceptable, Yeah. but just for you to get the most out of that workout, you should be feeling like you really need to rest. Exactly. And if you feel like poop and you just came to move that day, then make everything so simple that you know you can do moving for four minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that Ben's talking about. Like he wants you to continue moving, even if it's not hard, as opposed to stopping to get water. Exactly. <laughs> and and then, but we're not mad at you if you do. Yes. <laughs> but you, you know, you'll have, you'll get less out of it that day than you would if you had followed the intention. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole point there is, is don't waste your time. You know, like, well, I mean, even if you don't get the intention and you do, you <laughs> still, it's not a waste of your time because you showed up Yeah, and so continue to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how you're going to get the most out of a sprint. Cool. Exactly. Right. Um, and then for you all performing or looking to perform better, you might want to track what is an actual sprint for me? Like what is a, a sprint pace for me on the bike? You might need like what is my actual max effort 500 meter pace? Mm -hmm. What's my max calorie output on the bike or the rower? What's the, um, what's the fastest I can do 10 pull-ups or 10 burpees in? And now you know, like, okay, that's where that feeling is. That's where I have to borderline sometimes in these sprint workouts. Yeah, that's a really good point. So keep in mind as we're going through these different, different definitions, a pull-up is a great example, right? So... Uh, sometimes it's going to be a sprint pull-up. Sometimes it's going to be a pacer pull-up. Sometimes it's going to be five to 10 unbroken when fresh. Sometimes it's going to be 25 unbroken when fresh, right? Instead of reinventing the wheel every time, and you can do it that way, but then you won't have to test it out every time. Write this stuff down. Yep. Like my five to 10 pull-ups right now is this band on this number, you know, on the rack. Um, you'll save yourself a lot of time and you'll be able to compare apples to apples and see your progress better. The other thing I'll say with sprint is this is the one workout where if you blow up and go to failure and just blow up in the workout. Like my example is I've done Fran where in the round of 15, I've dropped to single pull-ups cause I went too fast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in a training scenario, that was fantastic. Because it gave me a lot of feedback on, oh, I went out too hot on my 21 and my 15 thrusters. I couldn't keep moving. So that was too fast of a sprint. Right. And then, and then you can learn from that. Mm -hmm. And that, that sometimes to remember like when you like, oh, man, I, I fell apart in the middle of the workout. Like, great. You actually learned more than most. Like you learned where your break point was. And there's a lot of science behind the um, what Ben's talking about, kind of the energy pathways and how much you can actually expend in zero to 30 seconds in 30 seconds to two minutes and then beyond two minutes it, it it's not it's not you it's biology it's science yeah. right and so finding those for you those those places for you it's really it's kind of fun and it's really cool um and then trying to recreate it 
it's good. That's why we have benchmarks, you know, like Fran, uh, because we want you to see your progress mm -hmm. um, and learn. All right, let's move on. Threshold. Mm -hmm. In a threshold stimulus workout, think of the benchmark Helen. Helen, again, you did it in intros, even if you didn't know it. Three rounds, four time, 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull-ups, typically working out for seven to 14 minutes. The goal is to find the zone, I love that, where we can move as fast as we can without slowing down. A little bit what you were talking about. A threshold workout is just long enough that we cannot sprint. If we do, we will redline too early and fizzle out toward the end. Instead, we will move consistently at a high intensity. So threshold, this is one of the ones we people question us about. Sprint's pretty self-explanatory. Threshold's the next level where you're pushing the whole time but not as intense as a sprint. A little bit longer time frame as well. So in my head, Helen is the best workout for this very simply. Because once you get to the threshold of being able to do the pull-ups and the kettlebell swings unbroken, it becomes a test mm -hmm. of how hard can you run with those points. So whenever we do Helen and I modify it for folks, I try and make the pull-ups and the kettlebell swings really easy. Mm-hmm. So then it's, it's literally, where's my threshold for enjoyment? I won't use the S word. No, I, <laughs> I was going to say that too. A threshold is really, and I'll use another S word. You're suffering. <laughs> that was the word I was trying to find. Oh, you're talking about sandbagging. I thought you were talking about sandbagging. No, no, no. Sandbagging suffering. suffering. So trying find, we're trying to push a little bit farther into the suffering. I would say for most people, slightly uncomfortable. That's a place where you're not terrified. You'll still come in and do it, but you're going to get some benefit, right? You're pushing into that place. You're going to be building resilience. You're going to be building fitness. You're going to be breaking yourself a little bit. And that's the only way to adapt, right? You can always come in and just hang out and enjoy the workout. That's fine. You're maintaining your fitness then. But the threshold definition means threshold of pain, pain, not pain of injury, pain of feelings, mm -hmm. pain of feelings. Okay. We talk about hurt feelings all the time. So if we do define it as threshold, just walking in the door might have reached, you might have you, reached your You threshold. literally crossed the threshold you that day. You crossed the threshold. You're already like, that was the most painful part today. I, I can't do anymore. Fine. Just move for the, a lot of time. But again, the intention is to put you in that place and then get you stronger in that place. Okay. So that's your threshold. And, and Ben gave a really good example of kind of coming out too hot and falling off and kind of playing with that and finding where that threshold is. And it takes practice. And I would argue in threshold workouts, you shouldn't fall apart like that. No, say, that's, that's yeah. what you should not fall, yeah. but you might. And that's how you learn, which yep. is what you were just saying. You might have to learn that the hard way. Well, and that's where like, this is where like, if I'm coaching someone on that, I'm like, Hey, leave one or two reps in the tank. Yep. Leave, leave just a little, you know, that edge is coming and leave it in there. Take and a couple of breaths, pick it up again. Yeah. This exactly. is not the day to, to find your max set of unbroken wall balls. This is not the day to go. Can I do, you know, all of these kettlebell swings without putting it down? It might be the day like, hey, I know I can do that. My, my greatest example on this is like um, Diane. I know I can do all the deadlifts unbroken. But when I do Diane unbroken, I, I don't do any handstand push-ups, <laughs> which means it's not a good Diane workout. 
Um, so that's where understanding those thresholds and it might be, well, I'm really good at this, but I'm really bad at that. And pairing those two together, like going, oops, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to pull back here and kind of hold on. Um, we did one yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's workout was a mm-hmm. great threshold workout where I was trying my best. Well, call out the workout. Sorry. Three rounds for time. 10 heavier dumbbell snatches, 20 box jump overs, and 30 wall balls. You guys will do it mon- next Monday if you're listening to this on release date. Go yeah. ahead. Um, my... Ooh, that was that was a yucky one. That was a yucky one. <laughs> and it was it was a good testament to like, ooh, my threshold with wall balls isn't where I thought it was. <laughs> and it's it's more and I, I actually knew this from the open and it's why like we can all relate to this conversation. <laughs> well and it was where like it was like got it. My mental threshold for conditioning capacity is not there. Yeah. It was I know I'm strong. Or it's enough. there, but it's just in a different place than maybe you want it to be. <laughs> well, that's when I say it's not there. Yeah, but that's still, fair. Robin, still doing the workout. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, Robin twists it nicer again. Um, that's where I go, ooh, no, it's okay. Like, it's not where it used to be. And I know that. But now I know where to work. Now I know where to be uncomfortable. Now I know, hey, I need you to hold there once in a while a little bit more. See if we can. And, and play with that. And of course course it sometimes means i'm gonna put the ball down but it's also where for me the next two pieces are going to help me in that piece mm-hmm. when we talked the other two workouts yeah. um but that's the big key there is like ooh, let me find that thing. and like anything else these four um stimuli there's going to be one you're really good at and there's going to be one that's more challenging for you and it's that whole find the holes in your boat find the magic things that you're already kind of killing it at and maybe work on those um, imbalances a little bit. I'll give another example here. Okay. We just did this workout in okay. the open. The the chipper in the open. Yes. The power cleans. Yes. Most people. This is the, it was rowing, toes to bar, uh, wall balls, and then power cleans and then muscle ups. Yes. Yeah. And to be honest, most people with that power clean weight can do more than one at a time. Mm-hmm. I know me personally, that weight, I'm closer to like 15 or 20 without taking a break. I did singles there. Yeah, that's that unbroken when fresh. Yeah. <laughs> the when fresh is yes. really important. But it was that, oh, this is where I hold my threshold. I could do doubles. I could do triples, but I'm going to explode. Because you got more stuff to come. I got yeah. I got things there. And I did a bunch before. Yeah. So that's where I'm learning that threshold speed. And then I played with, can I be back on the bar faster? Yeah. And that was, I was testing that threshold in that workout. Yeah. So if you guys ever think about that, um, that's kind of where you're looking. Now, this changes when we talk the next one that okay. Robin's going to talk. Right. I, Good segue. Yeah, that's why I was like planning that segue. All right, so we have completed sprint threshold, and now we're on to pacer. Okay. In the pacer stimulus workout, oh, consider is the benchmark. pacer or grind next? Pacer's next oh. in my list. Oh. Kelly, five rounds, uh, five rounds of 400-meter run. Ugh, God, this one. <laughs> And now I know which one I need to work on. <laughs> pacer. No, I li- I'm a great pacer. Five rounds of 400 meter run, 30 box jumps, and 30 wall balls. A pacer stimulus involves a longer workout, typically 15 to 25 minutes, could be even longer, and requires a specific strategy to approach the workout. For sure. This isn't just go, 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 go. This is, you need to strategize. We have to ask ourselves, how can I best spread my efforts across these movements? How can I pace myself? Where can I afford to increase intensity? And where do I have to pull back? If we go full send, we will burn out. 
The goal for a peso workout is just keep moving at whatever pace you need to, but keep moving, right? Don't turn these longer uh, pacers or slogs, as I like to call them, into interval training, right? That's not what we're meant to do. Comments? Comments on Kelly. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> well, I messed up my segue because I thought grind was next, but this is That's better. okay. This is better. Um, pacers. What can I sustainably do for 15 to 30 minutes? Yeah. And and this is a great one. I'll go back to that chipper workout. Mm -hmm. The 50 toes to bar. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody in the gym right now who can do 50 unbroken toes to bar. Mm -mm. Not even when fresh. <laughs> mm -mm. Um, so... What that helped with, and if you think of workouts like that, I'll, I'll just use that example, is okay, at the end, when I'm looking at that 40th to 50th rep, how many could I do then? And maybe that's three at a time. So then I should start with threes in the beginning. Yeah, that's uh, hard. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where that's where learning that pace is really, really important. You basically have to force yourself to come off the bar early or come exactly. off whatever you're doing earlier than you think. And, and otherwise you won't sustain it. I always think of running, mm -hmm. running the Lake Merritt, right? You're not going to go three, two, one, go on your run around Lake Merritt and go balls out on, you're, you're just not because you can see visibly this big giant loop you're going to have to do. So that one's a little easier to pace, right? Cause, you know, but think about these workouts like that, like see the whole thing laid out before you. What can I sustain for this, this long, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and when you think about that, it will help you then build what your plan is, like like an adapted. And that, and that might be for those of you who just my goal was to just walk past the door today. Mm -hmm. That might be okay. What can I do at a conversational pace today, mm -hmm. and just move, and and for twenty minutes, and it doesn't have to be too challenging. It doesn't have to be all that. But what can I just stay moving with? Because what I see a lot of times people do in that scenario is they actually make it, it's weird. They like make it too sprinty for themselves. They make it too fast for themselves. I'm like, slow it down. Make yeah, it. Yeah, and we see you guys doing this when you're putting your hands on your knees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? You went too fast because that is not what we're looking for in that. We want your hands on your knees at the end of a sprint, right? Um, but yeah, so, and plan, this is one of the reasons we warm up. This is one of the reasons we do practice rounds. So you can kind of plan and have a strategy in place. Yesterday's workout in the gym was a great example of this. It's not quite a pacer. Call out the workout. It was 30 strict pull-ups, hundred toes to bar, 50 overhead squats at a heavier than normal weight. Partition any way you want. Exactly. And, and so it, it was a blend between a threshold and a pacer workout. Mm -hmm. um, for some, it would have been a threshold workout. For others, it would have been a pacer workout. But what I tried to keep reminding, and I actually wrote to myself of, I needed to coach X better today, um, was, hey, you should never be standing around looking at your next thing. Pacer with technical challenges. That was the, the definition in Sugar Wad. That's, that's, I added the technical challenges. You did? That was you? <laughs> well, because for most people, one of those three is very technically oh, yeah. hard for them. Kind of pick you know, your poison. Pick yeah. your poison. You know, if it's not the toes of bar, it's the overhead squats. If it's not the, you know, either those, it's volume of strict pull-ups, right? Something's gonna... Get Something gets you there. Yeah. Um, and so, what... 
what I wanted people to impart, and I didn't do a good job of it yesterday, was, hey, you should never be standing there staring at something. Um, I'll give two guys a, a great, funny compliment. And I say funny because it was just funny watching them do it. Mm-hmm. It did not mean to do this. But Joe and James were in the back on the big boy rig, as I like mm-hmm. to call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tallest rig. I can see it in my mind's eye. Um, and they were going back and forth. Like one would go, the other would go. One would go, the other would go. And I'm like, that is a movement pace. Yeah. They never stopped moving. Yeah. Sometimes they stop moving, but okay. <laughs> not for a long time. That's part of pacing. Yeah. Yes. But that was the key. And I tried to keep imparting that to them was, hey, just stay moving. Mm-hmm. Don't come off the bar and stand there for five minutes or five, ten seconds. Yeah, like, or come off the bar uh, earlier so you don't have to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was, they did a good job of trying to find a pace in there continuously. Where I watched other people and they were just standing around and I'm like, that means you bit off more than you could do. <laughs> and that's how we learn. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's what I want people to understand with pacer workouts is like, hey, keep it to something that keeps you moving. Mm-hmm. Cause that's really what it's intended for. That's like Kelly. Like Kelly is meant to be like on the run. Maybe you're walking the first hundred meters. You're shuffling, <laughs> you know, you're, you're shuttle running as we uh, called it. Um, but you're still getting meters. Yeah. And that's the whole key there. And, and, and understanding that. And, and then it's like, Oh, I'm going to kind of shuffle the last hundred. Remind me of Kelly. Is it wall ball first or box jump first? It's box jumps first. Okay. So I'm going to slow my last couple box jumps. So maybe I can do all the wall balls without taking a break. Because we know when the wall balls on the ground, nothing's happening. Another great way uh, to pace in a five rounder like that is try to keep your first and your fifth round or all five of your rounds the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and it's a good test. We do this to you guys in your intros. Mm-hmm. We do multiple rounds and we, we might not you know, write it down, but we're watching the clock because we're trying to see if your first round is really fast and your last one drops off dramatically. That shows us something about your conditioning, um, but also about your ability to pace. So pacers. All right. And then grinder, not just an app on your phone. Or a sub sandwich. Or a sub sandwich? What's a sub sandwich? You don't know what a grinder? I don't. Oh. What is a- it? It is on a hoagie roll. Okay. Um, usually some type of Italian mix. So you mm-hmm. got salami, prosciutto, mozzarella, mo- mo- mortadella. Mortadella. Um, yeah. What's the other one? Basically, like, it's a sub sandwich with, you know, your typical. A bunch of pork products. Bunch of pork products from Italy. <laughs> yeah. Um, in some type of way, some type of provolone cheese. Mm, I like that. A little bit of white onion or sweet onion. And then. Um, Lettuce, olive oil, vinegar, salt and pepper, tomatoes sometimes if you like them. Maybe a little bit of mayo or a lot of bit of mayo depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. But something like that. Okay. It's a, it's a sub sandwich grinder. They call it a grinder. Oh, never heard of it. Yep. You learn something new every day? You All probably right. don't peruse the, the sub sandwiches shops. No, I not, peruse. Not a, not a big uh, sub sandwich girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, if you like benchmarks, then I love this benchmark. Um, this one's fun and it's, it's very hard to do in group class. So you probably won't see it very often. Um, 10 down to one reps of deadlift, bench press and cleans. And it's all in the name, baby. (laughs) Grind it up. This is a grind. Our emphasis is much more on feel rather than time. Our, um, another example is our 12 days of CrossFit or our 12 days of Christmas. We work at a much slower methodical pace, more or less pounding our way through the workout. Most workouts we focus on pacing our conditioning. In a grinder, we are pacing our conditioning. Wait, 
I don't understand that. It says it again. We will be tested physically in our ability to keep moving and more so mentally in our ability to not stop until the job is done. These are usually 25 or more. Um, I'm going to say uh, hero workouts. Most of them fall into this. Um, not all, but I'd say the majority of our hero workouts, our MRFs, those kind of things will fall into a grinder as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just grind away, chip away. Sometimes we call it um, for these are our longer uh, workouts. Sometimes they go heavy sometimes, but there's suffering involved in a different way than our sprint. <laughs> it's, it's less like the difference between a pacer and a grinder is like a grinder. You're going to stand around for five to 10 seconds. In a pacer, you should just be kind of moving. Yeah, yeah. It's not as smooth. It's more choppy. I don't know how to explain it either, but you know it when you feel it. It's the, I'm going to do singles on this heavier barbell. Yep. Um, I'm going to kind of just methodically, it's that methodical like boom, 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 boom. I think these can be very demoralizing for people too because they look at the, the written. This is one that does not look easy on paper. A lot of them do. Um, and then you're in the middle of it and you're just like, Oh, woe is me. How am I ever going to finish it? You have to keep grinding. So there's that mental test as well. Mm -hmm. And this is where you'll see more kind of higher skill movements come in Mm -hmm. and heavier movements come in. Mm -hmm. Like this is where you'll see muscle ups play a role in some form or fashion. Um, this is where you'll see other kind of like things in there and it's in bigger volumes. Like, um, I'm trying to think of another example besides Linda of more. How about filthy 50? Filthy 50 would be a good one. That would be another good one. Um, filthy 50 blends grinder and pacer almost into one. Yeah. It's a beautiful, like could go back and There's forth. There's one we used to do called Hidalgo that had two miles in the front, two miles in the back, and then a bunch of like heavy barbell movements in the middle you get your clusters. I like the 12 days, the 12 days and just mm-hmm. grinding through, grinding through, uh, those devil's presses, those kind of things. Yeah. It's yeah, a grinder. This is where, hard to define. <laughs> this is where also like your heart rate is never going to get up to Fran level at any point in time. Like it's going to go up, go right back down. Yeah. It's going to go up, go right back down. Yeah. It's going to go up, go right back down. So you're, you're not, you're uncomfortable, but you're not super uncomfortable. You're kind of like, you're almost, this is what I chuckle at with some people when they like keep asking me for certain things. I'm like, oh, you want to be a little more comfortable today. <laughs> you you want to just kind of hang out, so to speak, in the weird CrossFit-like way. Like, you don't want to be forced to just steadily stay moving like Kelly, where you don't stop, where you don't get to take a break. You just kind of always got to be moving there. Or you don't want to sprint and be really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, most people... It's funny when people turn sprint workouts or threshold workouts into gr- grinders. I'm like, yeah, they ah, slog it out. Yeah. Ah, you want to be usually more- just a not understanding or not knowing how to apply the intent, right? Yeah. And that's where we, we can help you, but then sometimes you just have to learn. Exactly. I like the grinder. I like just saying do the work. You just have to do the work. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a high skill. It could be prowler pushes. Mm-hmm. That's a grinder. You literally stole my workout. next thought. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, these are just, 
you just got to get the work done. Um, and this is great. All of these are great for real life. We can give you real life applications for everything, but I love grinding for real life because sometimes you just got to put your head down and get this thing done. It's not fun. It's not exciting. It's boring. It's tedious, whatever. Get her done. Mm -hmm. You know, go to the DMV. Go to the just DMV. Get it done. Get it done. And, <laughs> and, I, and I hope that in us describing these helps you manipulate them. Yes. Like man, manipulate these kind of intended stimuluses to where you're, you are that day. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a sprint day. Okay. Well, my sprint capacity is poop today. No big deal. I'm here. Let me, let me change this and this to where I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I'm not going to be so fried. Um, best example of this is I have a new intro client. They're doing fantastic. Um, but they have a history of concussions and migraines. Um, so their sprint is in control. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. Like we talked it and they're like super nervous about that. And I'm like, that's fine. We got to fix some other things. Like they're not fueling workouts and some other things mm -hmm. that we got to fix. But I was like, okay, so your goal is to keep finding where that is each time. And find that, that layering. I just like that image mm -hmm. taking the red, green, yellow, and putting it on top of these definitions we just gave you and where do they intersect or maybe a Venn diagram. Like where do these two things, where does a sprint and I only slept four hours intersect for you today? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, find that. I just had a fight with my Sigo, right? And now I have to do the grinder. Where is that intersection today? Um, and practice. It just takes practice. You're, you're going to hit it sometimes and other times you're not. Um, like Ben talked about his wall balls the other day. Like he had every intention of one thing and then he hit that wall and we all do that. And then we learn, we learn to kind of adjust it. So, and it's just gives you another thing to work on and, and another kind of level to this stuff. So, and, and we're here to help you as always here and, to help. And I think that should be something you should also celebrate Heck like, yeah. when you find the walls go, Ooh, Oh yes. Now I know. And it's, and it's not a, it is a, I'm going to use the word judgment. It is a judgment on where you were today. And that's okay. And it could be the other way where you're like, wow, I did way better at that than I thought. Mm -hmm. Or me, I hear this a lot, even out of my own mouth. Maybe I should have gone a little heavier on that. Maybe I should have run the full 400. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make a note of that. You are capable of more than you think you're capable of. Right? So, and then when you're feeling those green light days, that's the day when you take that intention and you hit it hard. I had a win with a client last night. Yes. She figured out that maybe I actually do need to be doing strict pull-ups when they're written on the board. <laughs> Instead of, as opposed to kipping? Well, no, banded. She was, oh. she, she was crushing the workout. Um, and she's like, I always have to bring the volume down on the strict pull-ups. I'm like, I know, I get it. That's fine. But I, I talked to them. I'm like, because it was a partition, however you please, mm -hmm. you, you could have done do one. You could do one at a time. And yeah. I, I guarantee you would get that volume done. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. And I'm so, I was like, Hey, so just think of that. Like, you know, maybe, maybe if it is three rounds of 10, maybe, Oh yeah, you are doing just five, but you should still do them. Yeah. Like, especially if that excites you, Yeah. if you're like, I don't want to do the damn band bend. Cool. Then bring that volume down and, and, and you'll feel the same feels. Yeah. Or you're like, Oh Ben, I just, it, they're not coming today. Okay. Let's go put the band on and, and just move. Yeah. You know, and that's no big deal. But they were stoked because they're like, oh, yeah, I, I now know that. 
Because remember, at the end of the day, at least for us, our goal, our why is for you to leave better than you came in the door. That is the overreaching goal, right? All of these other things are just ways ways to achieve that. Mm-hmm. But if you come in and we, you know, we force you or you force yourself to do something that's going to make you feel worse when you leave, we definitely don't want that. So communicate with us as well. Let us know, like, this is not the day for that. Or my sprint feels like this today. But I'm going to encourage you to do what I'm trying to do and warm up first and then make your declaration of what kind of day it's going to be. Because it's really easy to walk in cold and just sitting around all day and just be like, I don't want to do this. I feel like crap. Um, let yourself warm up a little and then go, okay, I'm still feeling yellow today. or But now I feel better. I'm green or whatever. Um, and then make your determination. And let us know. Because, yeah, then we can help you. Anything else? And then again, circling back to SugarWad. If you're not on SugarWad, please let us know if you don't know what we're talking about. We have a little write-up. You can put it. It's an app on your phone, and it gives you all sorts of this information we're talking about. Cool. Um, the last thing I'll say there is we do this in SugarWad. We do this in classes coaching. If you see a movement you don't like, and it's based around this intended stimulus, mm-hmm. but you want to achieve a sprint stimulus. Mm-hmm. So Robin does not like burpees, especially sprinting burpees. You always say that, but I don't mind burpees at all. I'll do burpees. Okay, bite calories. I don't like, you know, I don't like running. No, okay, fine. Running. Robin doesn't like running. Running fast. Yes. So maybe that day we give you something slightly different. Yeah. You know, like I, I understand sometimes you need the cookie versus the carrot. Or you're just like, every time I come in, I feel like we're doing burpees. I hear that a lot from mm-hmm. people. You might be hitting the days that burpees come up consistently just because of the way your schedule is and the programming is. Just be like, I can't look at another burpee. We'll give you something else. Yes. Come in. And if it's like, hey, Ben, d- 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 no, no, this, this, this. Okay. How about this? And I can still give you the same sprint feels, mm-hmm. but in something you're comfortable with. Yeah. And we'll say... I've been doing that for certain people who should not be doing burpees right now. They did kettlebell swings and their yeah. heart rate was still through the roof. Yeah. They were all upset about it in a, in a upset of like, oh my gosh, that's not fun type of way. You know, the, the, the way we CrossFitters talk. Exactly. I mean, it's the simplest example is running. So we say it's 400 meter run today. It should take you under two minutes. Make your 400 meter work under two minutes. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you the intention. These should be moderately fast 400 meters. This should be an all-out 400 meter, right? Then maybe you make it a 200 meter if you want to go really fast because that's how you can get into that place. You know, that's that's just an easy way to modify it. But yeah, we can modify anything. And that will keep you progressing. Yes. Which will keep you happier, yeah. which will keep you feeling better, which will keep you healthier, which will make it so that you don't have as many days where you're just like, I'm just here to move. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. that. Yes, please. If every day is a red light or a yellow light day, there's something going on and we might be able to help. So let us know. I actually guarantee we can help. Guarantee. Wow. I guarantee because it might just be, Hey, okay. Tell me what's up. Yeah. And you just getting it off your chest might make you feel better. Absolutely. (laughs) It does help. So if that's all it is, cool. We've won. But I I would argue, I'm going to guarantee we can help Yeah. in some form or fashion, or we can push you to the right person to help it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the guarantee is we can, we can help you. We wouldn't be in this business if we didn't think we could. Yeah. So, or, and you wouldn't be our client if we didn't think we could. Correct. So, alrighty. 
All right, yay. Enjoy your workouts. Make them work for you. Get after that stimuli. <laughs> I, I. <laughs> and find more words that start with two eyes. Or have two eyes. With two eyes, yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, Robin. Okay. Are you ready for your personality test? <laughs> Is this supposed to fix my personality? <laughs> no comment. No comment. Actually, yes, it will. It will fix my personality. If Robin stays consistent in the gym for the next three months, we will fix her personality. 100% guaranteed, money back, all that. Oh, I, I'm working on this. Remember, uh, so my personality's fine. So is yours. Everybody's. We're all. We're all good. Nobody's broken. <laughs> uh, but it's also okay to be broken. Also, it's okay to have a fucked up personality. Oh, excuse my friend. Oh, that was fast. Wow. Wow. Um, under a, under a minute, and I went right for it. Wow. Um, three. Uh, also, it's good to know where your personality is. So you can take advantage of it. I love it. If you know you're an introvert, don't go to public settings with a lot of people. <laughs> or wait till your battery's charged. Exactly. Yeah. You know, have your, have your, uh, as, as a wonderful client told me, her uh, safe word at parties is snow tires. For like whoever came with her? Yes. Like it's time to go? No, it's, yeah. Well, it's time to go, but she uses the term snow tires. Oh, that's perfect. I'm like, that is the most ingenious because you can use snow tires in almost anything. I like the... <laughs> get me the heck out of here right now yeah but that's like obvious but if i walk up to you and go hey did you see that guy driving down the street with snow tires today what an idiot <laughs> this person's <laughs> definitely not a californian am i correct i no i think they actually are snow tires but but again like if you think about it like that's so ingenious yeah no have it it's a great word in social situations i think that's really smart yes yeah okay okay so we will wind up titling this podcast, What's Your Gym Personality Test? Or Your Gym Personality Test. Okay. And what I'm secretly telling you, because Robin told me I needed to reframe, remarket, rebrand. Re rebrand, re that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, the strength balance test. There's nothing wrong with strength balance. It's just kind of meh. It doesn't invoke um, feelings within Robin that she likes. It doesn't really... <laughs> I don't know. The feeling should be this is really important yes. and this is really exciting stuff and this is going to kind of frame my next year of gym goal. <laughs> like it's important and yes. I want it to be important. So basically what Robin's trying to do is brand the things that go on in my brain that make me nerd out and really love strength balance so that you all appreciate and actually take advantage of them. Yes. I mean formally known as strength balance but also formally known as what are the holes in your boat. And I don't mind that metaphor, but the reframing is just, let's, let's see if we can also celebrate where there aren't the holes. Mm -hmm. Like it's both, it's both ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all kind of f tend to focus, our brains are meant to focus on the negative, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. or is it the other way around? Anyway, um, we do definitely tend to p focus. I mean, people in here constantly are telling me what they can't do as opposed to really celebrating what they can do. Perfect. So that's kind of what my mentality was behind the 
the reframe. I love it. Yeah. And and then my mentality is I'm the problem solver. Robin gives me a problem, Ben, go solve it. Okay. Right. And you're constantly saying, what's the problem? And I'm like, problem is so problematic. <laughs> Can we call it an opportunity? Yes. Well, and that's where one of my buddies joked to me the other day. He's like, no, you just think you got everything figured out. So you're fine. And I'm like, I don't feel like that at all. But I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I just want to always be better. Yeah. And that's the way my brain works. And I love that. That's growth mindset. 100%. That's that's one of the best things about yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. However, so in, you know, this is basically our our strength balance podcast, our annual. Yeah. Uh strength balance because what because it's the programming. Yes. So, so this is really a programming uh podcast yeah. today. So here's what's coming in the next 3 3 months. 3 months. So April, May, June, we might go into July. Um give or take um because it kind of blends into the programming for dust till dawn a yes. little bit yes so um so first in the reframe of this the first thing i want everybody to realize and robin said this really really well already what am i good at in the gym and that's what you can find out with a test mm-hmm. um and what you'll see in the first couple of tests is what we call a rep max so what that means is I'm going to have class build to something they feel like they can do for five reps. And then you're going to see how many you can really do, which is kind of cool because a lot of people will tell us, oh, that's my heavy weight. Mm-hmm. How many times have you heard that in class? Mm-hmm. And it's only Tuesday this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dumbbell snatches yesterday. <laughs> Let's just say a lot of people at 6 p.m. had to go get a different dumbbell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heavy is not a number. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit ambiguous. Yes. So these tests will help you kind of define that or quantify that just a little bit more. Yeah. So then you can look at me with a straight face and go, no, Ben, this is what I can do for 10 reps. And here's how I know. Yes, um, <laughs> exactly. And I will sit in the corner and cry. No, I won't. I'll, I'll actually love you and give you a big hug. Unless you don't like hugs, then I will <laughs> avoid you. Um, but but what what the goal is with all those tests, because we're going to do it with the deadlift. We're going to do it yeah. with the back squat. Yeah. We're going to do it with the front rack step up. We're going to do it with the muscle clean. We're going to do it with the right arm. We're going to do it with the left arm. We're going to do it with the pull up. We're going to do it with the dip is to go, oh my God, I never knew I could take 200 pounds for eight reps or, oh my God, I thought a hundred pounds was really, really heavy. And I did 15 reps of it and I was tired and out of breath. And I, I remember this conversation with Anna last year mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like midway through her sets and she goes, Ben, I made a bad choice. Oh, by the way, she was at like 12 at that point in time. So I just yeah. told her, I told her, stop. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> you, you know that that was too light today. <laughs> yeah. But, but now that gives Anna the reassurance when she's feeling good. Oh yeah. I can move more weight than I think. Right. And if you guys remember last year, it, uh, give an example, uh, build to a heavy one. No, um, like in the strength balance. Yeah, just one example. So great example. Um, We will do deadlift. Yeah. So we'll say, all right, we're going to take 10 minutes to find something challenging for five reps or something you think you can do for five reps. Okay. And then we'll go three, two, one, go. And we'll say, do it as many reps with these parameters. So the parameters are always, um, you have to control the eccentric. The negative, the lowering. Yeah. Yeah, the lowering. Um, and then you just have to meet the standards of the movement. Okay. Um, so like with the deadlift, you have to control it back down. So if you come up 
We've all seen it, the slowest deadlift in the world. If you come up at that pace, you have to go down at that pace. And that's it. And so what people come to find is, oh, I thought I could only do this for five and they wind up doing it for 10. Or the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't see many people do that. Exactly. And you that's s- data, right? Yeah. So basically you're guessing and mm-hmm. then you're testing. Exactly. Right? So you're going to see how well you can guess what a heavy five is. Exactly. And, I mean, we kind of do that every time we do it, but this is, a, again, a much more controlled, quantitative way of doing that. So, for instance, if you do get 10, that wasn't as heavy maybe as you thought. If you get two, maybe it was heavier than you thought. So just getting your data. Mm-hmm. Good. I like and, that. And this will be a little different than normal because it will, with that rep max it is a max so we want you going to that point where you can't do another right um and that's that's good like we want the bar slipping out of your hands and we'll define that a little bit like you get set in your brace and it doesn't move Mm -hmm. you're done yeah you get set in your brace and it moves grind through it yeah yeah because if you and then you get to the top and you can't control the eccentric fine now we found it yeah so yeah so we'll give you guys a lot of parameters and definitions so so don't worry and it'll be less of like, well, Ben thinks I can do more, but I don't want to do more type thing. Yeah. Like, nope, that you literally could not do another one. Cool. And We're these good. are these are the days that we want you to log your results, whether you write it in a notebook, whether you put it in an app, however you log your results. Um, and then you'll have that to refer back to. So that gives you one a reference point. And then two, if you follow the programming over the next three months, you get to retest them. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to see, wow. I was doing all of this single leg, single arm stuff and my back squat went up, mm-hmm. but we didn't do back squats, Ben. It's like, ah, oh, maybe that's what I should focus on a little bit more. Or, oh, this is why Ben tortures me with lunges. It's not because he wants my butt to hurt for three days afterwards. It's like, oh, this actually gets me back to the thing I love and better at the thing I love. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing this will do is kind of show you, are you more of an endurance person? or more of a lifter person. Like we do an endurance test where you take 50% of what you believe your one rep max is and do it for 20 reps. Mm-hmm. And then we see how many breaths you take after that. So one, it might tell you, oh wow, my, my endurance compared to my one rep is through the roof. That was easy. So that means I need to come on more of those like big strength days. And I really need to kind of, I need to push myself uncomfortably there. Yeah. Or if you're like some of us and you get to 12 reps and you feel like the world has exploded on you (laughs) and you want to lay in the corner and cry, you'll learn, oh yeah, I need to do a little more of those longer conditioning things. And those, I need to do more of those like holding on for more reps. When the wall balls say 30 reps, I need to try and do all of them unbroken. Even if that means I use a lighter ball today. And I love this because it's not just endurance in the sense that go out and run for a long time. It's more like, how long can your muscles last? Exactly. And your breath. Like, it's that kind of endurance. And it really directly transfers to what we do in here, but also real life. I'm going to put it out there. Like, carrying some kid that twisted their ankle out of the, you know, on the hike or, you know, just doesn't want to go anymore. Um, I remember having to carry my dog had sprained a leg and I had to carry him out of this ravine. And I was like, wow, that's muscle endurance. And that's that kind of endurance where you're, yeah, you're breathing hard, but, um, yeah, you're lifting something heavy while you're doing it. I remember having a conversation with a older client and they were worried about a big, big, long hike. 
And I said, so can you walk for that amount of time? And they're like, yeah, no problem. That's no problem for me. Flat, I can do it all day long. And I said, so what's the fear? And they're like, well, it's hilly. Mm -hmm. And I got to take steps upward. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you're worried about your legs not holding up. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah. So how do I fix that? (laughs) And then we did step ups and lunges. Yeah, Yeah, definitely comes up. I do a lot of hiking in groups and it's, uh, it's just funny how people are like, I need to get into shape. I need to do my Peloton more or I need to jog more. I need to get on my treadmill. And it's like, no, that's not what's happening. (laughs) Your legs won't move anymore. And that's not going to be solved by necessarily by doing a bunch of jogging. You know, it's going to help. That's more lungs though. Yeah. Yeah. One, it's the age old thing. If you want to run, um, if you want to run a four hour marathon and I think that's a seven minute mile. I can't remember. Let's just say whatever it is. And it's a seven minute mile, but you can't do one mile in under seven minutes. Then you're not going to be able to hold that pace for very long. Right. So that's where we need to maybe get your max pace a little faster so that you can hold it a little easier. All right, so um, let's go back to our outline. Yes. We are testing for your strengths. Mm-hmm. We're looking for where you're strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the converse of that is we're looking to see where you might want to put in a little extra effort. We kind of went through a couple of examples. Then you write, what do you like versus what do you need? And this is that bias we all have, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be gravitate toward the workouts that we like. Exactly. Well, and here's the beauty of this. If you do what you need, you get better at what you like. For sure. Like, and that's the way you can frame it. Like, I don't like doing burpees. Very much. Don't like them. But I know when I do burpees consistently, my capacity, my conditioning gets better. Yeah. That means I don't hurt as much in the middle of silly AMRAPs or silly workouts. Like... My feelings don't get as hurt and I feel better. I move better throughout my day. And that to me, I'm like, okay, yep, I'm going to do that. It's the reason why most of us go to the gym. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, most people like other things than the gym. Mm -hmm. Not to say we don't like the gym. But for the most part, most of us are not spending more than an hour in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, know? we're we're checking that what do you need to do today box. Yeah, not as Yeah. Not yeah. And and it doesn't mean you won't like doing it. Correct? Like when you figure out, "Oh, I need to do more deadlifts than I do squats." Wham. Now you get to enjoy more deadlifts. And maybe you do like squatting better, but I bet you like seeing the weights and the squats feel better versus just doing them. And when you're working on these things that you don't like, for instance, maybe let's use uh, the assault bike. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you hate the assault bike. You avoid it. You avoid it. You avoid it. Okay. Get on that assault bike more often. Are you going to like it? Not necessarily, but I will tell you, you will get more comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling Mm -hmm. and you won't dread it quite as much. Same thing with running burpees whatever heavy box whatever it is that you're kind of that you dread in the gym i'm not saying if you do it a bunch you'll like it but you'll definitely get your head around it more you might get a little bit you build some resilience around it so definitely try not to avoid things that you don't like because again you're just gonna it's just gonna that hole's just gonna get deeper and deeper and deeper and 
and it could cause the things that you do like to get taken from you. Heck yeah. You love those, let's say you love those heavy back squats, but you never do your single leg bend special split <laughs> squats or what step ups or whatever. You could get yourself in a really big imbalance that's going to cause an injury and now you won't have your heavy back squats anymore. Yeah. And that's sad face, right? I mean, it's part of the reason why all of us go to work. Mm-hmm. We, the, the paycheck helps pay the rent to live in the nice house that we like. Mm-hmm. You know, I am sure a lot of us also work for a purpose and, and all of that and, you know, a mission and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. Money was no object. <laughs> I don't know anybody right now who comes to the gym who does not make money in some form or fashion. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know anybody who works for free. And if you do, can you tell me how you do? Because I'd love to understand it. Um, But that's what this is. So, like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to enjoy part of it. Some parts I'm not going to love. But I know at the end of the day, it makes everything else better. So, cool. Yep. Build yourself back. All right. Default. What does that mean? It's kind of a, a funny phrase because it's literally... It's literal and figurative. So the figurative portion is, this is how we rebuild our bodies from the aches and pains we're experiencing right now. Yep. Um, I have a client, he's brand new in intros, he's doing great. He's got some concerns around his shoulder. And the better he gets with moving it and strengthening the other portions of his arm, the better he feels when he presses and the more that pain goes away. And the more he's able to strengthen things and get out of the discomfort that he experiences. Right. And we just did a podcast on this like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. So yeah, go back and listen to that one for sure. Yeah. And what's really... I think it was our mobility yeah. podcast. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And what's really cool is once he starts to learn and trust his own body, mm-hmm. he then will be able to fix the ache and the pain he has. Right. And, he, and this is before... He has to go to the doctor. This is before he has to look into anything else. He's like, well, let me try this because if that works, then I can avoid all those other problematic things. So a lot of these imbalances um, that we're going to be testing for can, left unchecked, can lead to, as Ben says, aches and pains. Exactly. Right. So that's what, that's what we're talking about. So those aches and pains that are definitely caused by some sort of imbalance. Exactly. All right. And, and this is also where because of the way the programming is going to work, we're going to make you go slower and more controlled, which is going to rebuild things as well. Mm -hmm. So even if you're like, well, I'm not imbalanced here, you being better at the pattern and being able to own and control the pattern will build back all of the good things that you love. And you'll feel better. And you'll feel like, oh, wow, I don't have that weird ache in my back anymore. And really think about the last time you had an ache or pain or if you have one right now. Is it equally distributed, both sides to side, front to back? Right? No, probably not. That's called imbalance. (laughs) Or the other one is like, do you remember when... Is it just something you keep waking up with every morning? Or do you remember the day you got stabbed with a knife? And it was like, oh, that was it right there. If you don't have that like vivid like knife stabbing thing, and it's just something you kind of constantly wake up with... It's probably an imbalance you need to correct. Yep. Something that's nagging, not just catastrophic. Yeah. Yep. You know, you know when you broke your bone. Yes. I had a client. She told me yesterday she somehow over the weekend tore her quad muscle. 
And I said, okay. And I said, kind of explain what happened. She said, oh, it just woke up and it really hurt. <laughs> now, magically, then my magical hands in a warm up and a couple movements got that muscle feeling great and no more pain. So most likely not a tear. Not a tear. Yeah. Not a tear at all. And it's okay to think that too, you guys, because these are not, sometimes these aches and pains are no joke and we're not trying to minimize it. No. We're just kind of give, give it a chance because it might not be as catastrophic as you think. That's exactly it. And, and that's the whole thing is when you start to learn that and you go, oh, wow, I am in control here. I can fix myself. I can help myself. And hopefully empowers you to go, oh, wow, if I just do a couple things a little better, I feel way better. Oh, this is awesome. And, and, and let's go back to that low back because I think it's really important to understand that you most likely what's happening with your back didn't just happen in the gym. There, it, it might seem that way because that's when it starts talking to you. Like, oh, I did this one movement and now my back hurts. It's like, well, let's really delve into this. Um, this happens to me too. At the same thing with the low back. It's like, okay, I, I hurt my back squatting, you know, not necessarily <laughs> like, did you do your warm up? Did you strengthen your hips? Did you stretch them out? Did you sit extra long? Did you lay in your bed? Cause you had a, a, an illness, you know, a lot longer than you normally do. Did you have to sit in a seminar all day long? Like all of that stuff is going to increase that, those aches and pains, right? The low mm -hmm. back. I wish the gym was a vacuum. Yeah. Because then it would be so easy for Robin and I to solve it. Yeah. Like if it was just what happened in the gym, cool. We'll change it, work around it, make it better. Yeah. Unfortunately, aside from, nope, nobody gets to do this. Um, you don't have Robin and I following you around all day going, nope, fix that. Nope, don't be in that posture. Mm -hmm. Hey, you've sat for 30 minutes. Let's get up and move a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, you've been at your desk for four hours. Why don't we do standing? Or why don't we, we take... We should create an app that gives us <laughs> No, they, they, they already exist and y'all yeah. don't listen to them anyway. It's true. Um, They're annoying. And, and, and that's the point is I go, so that's why you come to the gym. So that hopefully in an hour we can somewhat correct what we've done throughout the day. Yeah. And it's, it's like anything. It's, you know, um, take it nutritionally, take it with substances, you know, a couple ibuprofen, no big deal. A hundred ibuprofen not waking up mm -hmm. type situation. So that's where it's always like that is like, you, you have to remember that it's never the one thing where you might've felt it or talked to it unless it's literally broken. Yeah. Um, which you, you'll know, you'll know. And on to be truthful, those catastrophic injuries are the rarest form of injury that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. Right. Your most common is some sort of pattern that's gone awry, mm -hmm. uh, some sort of movement pattern. Um, it's a, we would call it a mechanical issue. Mm -hmm. That's typically what's happening. Um, yeah. And then you have your overuse, which is probably your second most common. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you most of the time it's a mechanical issue and you're probably not even aware of it. So well, that you using the term mechanical just made me think of car tires. And car issues, <laughs> right? We all replace our tires every 60,000 miles or however, however nice of tires you buy. Right. But we all know when we've gotten a flat and that tire pops. So that's, that's the difference is like most of the time it's the tire tread wearing out over time and you just need to replace it. Yeah. And if that, I don't know cars, but if we're going to follow this metaphor, is if there's something affecting perhaps the steering, 
or the angle of your car. Like one of those tires is going to wear faster than the other. Mm -hmm. You're just driving along. You don't really realize it until you see that tire or that tire blows. Mm -hmm. Why is it one? Why isn't it all four at the same time? You know, like there's a mechanical issue behind that typically. And now this is why Robin knows she pays for her alignment and tire rotation every time she gets her oil changed (laughs) because they put things back in alignment and then they rotate the tires so they have a different wear pattern on them. Look at us with our metaphors. They love it. (laughs) So you guys, think think about it, right? And if you don't know... That's okay. That's why you come to, to our gym and not the, um, I'm going to work out all by myself with no supervision gym. Okay. Cause we can help you with that stuff. We see lots of patterns. Um, and we typically will point it out to you. Anyway, if you don't know, this is a great opportunity back to our personality tests, right? To, to kind of find those, um, misalignments. One to get you to know yourself better and go, Oh wow. Yeah. If I would have known that I would have fixed it. And now you can yeah, and if you know you're an ENFP or an IDJ, whatever. <laughs> oh, Myers-Briggs humor. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> you should know your personality. It helps. It does. All right. It does. You put improve your performance. We kind of touched on that, but what, what is your car going to work better if the everything's lined up and you have new tires? Exactly. So it's if you've ever better. come to me and gone, Ben, I want to get a pole. Ben, I want to squat X weight. Ben, I want to do a handstand. Ben, I want blah, blah, blah. If you figure out what's missing from that or what needs to improve to do that, you'll do it. Yep. And this is what's cool. It's sometimes not working on that directly, doing something else actually gives it to you. Yep. And it's really fun because then you're like, oh my God, now I can do that. Now I can go back to the thing I really enjoy and wanted to get better at and do it better and actually jump it even more. It's, it's, it's why we have off seasons. It's why we take vacations. It's why we recharge because it reframes our brain. And then all of a sudden we're going back and now we can hit the problem better. Yep. And, and all of that stuff. I mean, this isn't maybe strength balance based, but remember we were doing step ups yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's really funny because I would do a step up with one leg, trying not to use the back leg. You guys are going to do this next week. Look forward to it. Um, and just full on struggle bus. No weight in my hands, whatever. Ben's like, brace. And I'm like, oh yeah. Popped right up. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I kept testing it because I just thought it was so funny. That one little act of bracing made it almost effortless, right? Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. So yeah, the knowledge is power, you guys. If you know these these little hacks, these little tricks, like filling, you know, building your imbalances back, um, you'll be amazed at how it will affect your performance. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Multi-talented versus one-dimensional. One-trick pony. I love it. Multi-talented. So, if you ever noticed, we don't normally just do one thing in the gym. We are not specialists. We are not specialists. I mean, the times we program one thing in the gym, not everybody shows up. AKA the 5k runs, the 10k rows, the five by five deadlifts, the whatever. Um, and that's okay. We get it. It's why we love CrossFit because it goes, Hey, why don't you be pretty good at everything instead of exceptional at just one thing? Mm -hmm. And what it does is it helps us realize in life, like, yes, we are good at some things. Um, but we're not, and we're even world-class at some things. 
But one, we're not world-class at everything. And two, we're not so pigeonholed to only be world-class at one thing where we can't do anything else. We can't focus on anything else. You can't even think about anything else. You know, go watch any documentary of any famous sports person. They kind of talk about that one dimensionality and how it kind of was like messed up yeah. and how they had to work back from it. You all don't have that problem. You get to be multi-talented, which comes with a little bit of a challenge is now you have to work multi things. <laughs> you don't get to just do one thing. And, and relating it back to the, the program test program we're coming into that that's why we do well, one of the main reasons we do this is so you know how to spread that out where to spend your time where do you want to spend your time when we, we talked about goals you can go back and listen to that podcast it's great to have goals that that will hone you in a little bit too um but like if you're that person like i'm that person that's like i just like to lift heavy things i like lifting lifting's great um but i know if i spend all my time on lifting something else is going to suffer Right? My conditioning is going to suffer. My gymnastics is going to suffer. Right. So find out where you, what, and what you really want, like what really gets you kind of charged up. You want to pull up, you want it really bad, test it, and then you can focus on it a little bit. But mm-hmm. in general, if you don't know, or you don't care, you just want to be a better human, just follow the programming, try to balance everything out equally. And it's, it's just, it's more fun. Well, in twofold to that, one, if you don't care or you just want to have fun, the way to have more fun in the gym is to be able to go to the gym more. Yeah. So if you're able to do more things in the gym, the gym is going to be more fun. Heck yeah. If you're not having to like worry about X or how Y is going to hurt you or I don't remember how to do Z. When you get better at everything, you you feel better with everything. I'm going to tell you my personally, uh, I don't have fun when I'm one, not feeling, feel I feel pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Then it's just forcing yourself to do it, which mm-hmm. fine. You're going to have those days, right? But let's have more where you're like, I feel good. Let's go. And then the other way that's not fun is if you're really dreading something, you look at that whiteboard and you're like, just dread in your belly. Like not that anticipation of, Oh, this is going to be hard, but more like, Oh, pull-ups again. I hate it. I'm so bad at them or whatever. Um, so try to minimize that dread and that pain and you will look forward to your time here a lot more. Mm-hmm. Also from doing a lot of intros and a lot of first session interviews and stuff like that, a lot of people come to us and say, well, I'm bored just doing the same thing all the time. I'm bored on my just regular old 30 oh, minute run. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the one dimension. When you're in the one dimension, you get bored. <laughs> I have those dreams sometimes where I never found CrossFit and I'm at the Gold's Gym or whatever. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> no, no shade on a, a Globo Gym. They have their place, but I don't ever want to go back to just wandering from machine to machine and just never seeing any changes in my body and just be like, okay, I exercised. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's like the opposite of a New Year's commercial for any gym. Oh, God. I mean, and again, if that's your jam, go. Let's have it. If, you're, if you look forward to going and doing that, fine. I did not. And that's where, like, don't, don't be one-dimensional. Be able to do gymnastics. Yeah. Be able to run. Be able to lift things. You know, you don't have to like them all, but if you can do them all, you get to choose when you do them. Yeah. You know, you you don't get told, hey, you're doing this now because you couldn't do it. 
you know? It's like, oh, good. And again, if it's something like running or burpees and you're just dreading it to the point where you don't want to come, come on. Like, find, first of all, find, we talked about this before, find a, a way to make it accessible to you on that day, the intended stimulus, X, Y, Z, whatever, um, and just do it over and over and you won't dread it as much. I promise. Mm-hmm. Just get on. Oh, I don't want a bike. I'd rather row. Get on the bike. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not going to go fast. Maybe you're going to do six calories instead of 10 calories. Just get on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll balance you out. Exactly. Me. All right. I like, and this is one, this is my one, my bullet. Invest now for a better you. No. <laughs> Invest now for a better future. Did you like my tone? Oh, I loved it. Invest I loved it. now for a better you. But yeah, it's that same thing. Like we, I don't know, not all of us went to college, but all of us did something where we signed up for something. We had to... We had deliverables like Lori. Shout out to Lori. She is doing this uh, advanced program at UCLA. Again, shout out. It's amazing. But she's getting nothing out of it. She's just added work and stress and everything, time to her week. Because someday down the road, she's going to benefit from this. Mm -hmm. So you're investing now. Maybe you're not having fun. Maybe you're not seeing those rewards right now. You will see them later. You do those single leg step ups, just grind through them, make them happen. You will see the benefit down the road when you want to squat big because you're working out with your bestie and you guys are all pumped and all that good stuff. Thoughts? It's why we work out anyway. True. Like, like, if you're coming, my least favorite example, but always the example, you're coming to just escape your day. Great. You're investing in an hour in the gym so the rest of your 23 hours in that day feel better. Sometimes I force myself to work out because I know I'll sleep. Exactly. That's that's it. It's like I just, I I won't sleep. (laughs) First of all, I'll just be like bumming on myself all day because I didn't do something. Mm -hmm. And then I will not have that great like exhausted feeling at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what the investment is. It's I'm going to do this work. And some would even say suffering to make everything better in the long term. Yeah. Working on, it could be something as I was just this morning, it was, uh, with a client and they were like, I feel this way more on my right arm than my left arm. It's like, okay, so now you got to play to that weak side. And it's such a bummer when you're like, I could do so much more on this side if I just pushed harder with it. No, you got to even those arms out, even those legs out, play to that weak side. The more you build up that weak side and close that that gap, the better, the better. But you you do have to dial it back sometimes instead of just going for it on your stronger side. And that's the whole point of this balance. You know, we're, we're reframing it, but it is strength balance. Like, where are your strengths? Where are your imbalances? Right. So invest in those, even those out. It's, it's as simple as maybe doing a, an air squat and making sure you're evenly weighted through your feet. Yeah. Could you go faster? Could you go? We do it in that one open workout with the step ups and something else. And you can use, you don't have to alternate your legs. I think there's one of them where you can just go on one side if you want. Um, And that's fine for a competition day. But don't just stay on your strong side when you're doing step ups because you can go faster if you're training. Mm -hmm. Do more on your weak side. Yeah, it's going to slow you down, but it's also closing that gap and, and helping that imbalance. Um, and then you'll be stronger all throughout your body. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it'll make the gym more fun. Like, you won't be in as much aches and pains. Mm-hmm. You, you won't be dreading not being able to do something. You'll find new PRs and new little wins. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll reap the benefits of what you sow. For cliche as that sounds, you, you guys work really, really hard in the gym. I see it every single day and I'm always amazed with the effort. That's why I'm always, that's the first thing I say after I coach anything. The effort was there. Heck yeah. And, and so we might as well channel that effort into more enjoyment. You know, I, I joke about suffering, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know many things with suffering that you get to smile, laugh, you know, dap up your friends, high five after, you know, that, the real suffering I see in the world, that doesn't get to happen as much. And and so that's the whole thing is like, oh my God, no, this is actually cool. Like I get to do more fun things with this. Of course, the, um, I'll call it competitive complaining <laughs> or the um, recreational, recreational complaining. complaining. That's one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> you know, like we all need to do that. We all need to make it sound way worse than it actually is so that we feel way better about we it when bond. we do it. We're bonding. Yes. Yes. Are you sore from yesterday's deadlift? Oh my God, I couldn't walk down the stairs. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Bring it. Um, and that's, that's what this allows you to do. And that's why we take this reframe for three months, which you'll feel like, oh my God, we're kind of taking a break from the normal stuff. And I'm like, no, you aren't. You, you just didn't have to do this all the time or you got to do other things in the time. And to be clear, when we have these focuses on the programming, we're still doing our regular programming. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a focus. It's not like we're going to stop doing CrossFit and do this now. No, we're still doing our functional fitness. You're still going to see AMRAPs. You're still going to see hero workouts and the girls and throwing weights around. But we're going to sprinkle in this focus. Just like when we're prepping for the total, we sprinkle in those. You'll see a lot more back squat, deadlift, and press because that's the goal. So now you're going to see weird things like step ups and counting your breaths and this and that here and there. Um, but not, we're still doing the same old workouts we did before. Yeah. Remember we just finished the open, right? Yes. We, we, we capped it off with three Fridays where we dressed up and we were doing some sample open workouts and you were doing more barbell cycling. You might not even have noticed there was a focus to the programming and that's kind of what we, we want. Right. But some of us like that. We like to know what's the end game here, mm-hmm. you know? So the end game is you come out of this testing with more information, more data, more understanding about yourself, right? So you come out with your Myers-Briggs four letters, right? So, you know, you might not be a judge or a introvert, extrovert or whatever it is. <laughs> I can't remember all the letters. But maybe you'll be like, I am really strong, but I got to work on my stamina or I'm really good at pushing. My push up and dip test went really well, but my pulling is not nowhere near that. So maybe I need to work my pulls a little more. So you'll come out with that. Yeah. And you'll also come out with new PRs. Absolutely. Because a lot of people haven't been doing this or tracking it. So you want an instant PR, do something you've never done before. Yeah. <laughs> and voila. <laughs> you know, if, and, uh, you know, not to get too woo-woo, but I got it because I'm all yeah. about my therapy right now. Yeah. But y- you think about consciousness versus unconscious. Raising this stuff that's unconscious and 
being conscious about it is the only way you can address it, right? So maybe there's some unconscious strengths that you have. You don't even realize you have. This will bring it out and you'll be able to celebrate that. And that'll be great. And that's why they use personality tests so many times because they go, oh, wow, you're strong at this. We should give you this in this workplace. Exactly. And now you'll know, hey, I'm the stronger lifter in my partnership in this partner workout today. You're going to do more of the burpees. I'm going to do more of the lifting so we both don't suffer as much. Yeah. Yeah. Or vice versa. Exactly. I need to work on my burpees. So can I do a few more of those even though they're slow? Yep. Yeah. And as Robin says, only if you feel like doing that. Only if you feel like it. (laughs) If it's not your day, don't do that. Yeah. But then Ben will say, not do it. It's better for you. (laughs) Although I think we roll reverse today, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that covers it. I think that rebrands it. Yeah. Did we hit all the points on the whiteboard? Yeah. So... The biggest thing is you're going to do these weird funky tests, write them down, write them down, track them, know what they are. So then when we come back and maybe whenever the next hurdle comes, you know, maybe that's, I can't lift X and I want to lift more. Cool. Oh yeah. We went back to strength balance. Test. This is where we saw the hole. You can fix that. Or, Oh, I'm getting this weird ache and pain in my hip. Oh, well, yeah, you, you're squatting so much. You're not doing any hinging. Let's do some more hinging, you know? vice versa, everything like that. You can now help problem solve here. So if you have that data, we can actually problem solve yeah. and see the picture versus like, let me guess based on the, the way the wind is blowing this morning, which I'll do sometimes and it'll work, but it's way better when I have the whole picture. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good luck, gang. May the um, strength be with you. <laughs> love it and also with you and And on that note have a great day bye